Hi there and welcome. My name is Michaela and I've been drawn to telling stories since I can remember. As a former musical theater actor and a forever lover of books, writing, and deep emotionally based characters, I know the power in believing you are the main character of your story. So I started a podcast called Your Story Matters. These episodes are filled with stories from my life and stories from dear guests as we learn that we have the power to change the narrative and tell the story we're meant to. I'm also a certified Enneagram coach. I set about to make a drastic change in my career a few years ago and boy, what a change it's been. I help meet people where they are with the help of the Enneagram and how it relates to the stories they want to tell and rewrite. I'm also a writer. I have a newsletter that comes out a few times a month that is filled with stories I don't share anywhere else. You are welcome to join my community where each month there are new surprises and fun things to discover. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Today on the podcast is Erica Taft. Erica is a holistic nutritionist driven by fervent passion to empower individuals facing diseases to embrace natural healing with the guidance of God, nutrition, and other holistic modalities. Having conquered multiple autoimmune diseases, including lupus, mixed connective tissue, Hashimoto's, diabetes insipidus, Raynaud's, gastritis, psoriasis, celiac, and other health challenges herself, Erica's personal journey of overcoming disease fuels her commitment to helping others find relief in vitality. Her approach blends spiritual faith with holistic methodologies, aiming to guide individuals towards unlocking their body's innate healing potential. She has been married to Kyle Taft for five beautiful years that has been her rock. And together, their knowledge to health and wellness continues to grow each day. Y'all, this conversation was amazing and it has changed a lot about how I look at food and nutrition and healing and the whole thing and no doubt it will do the same for you. So if this year you have been thinking about your health and wellness in a different way, if you'd like to try something, uh, whether it be to get a little bit more knowledge about food, how it works with your body, if there are any diseases or illnesses or anything that you're curious about that lends itself to food kind of being medicine, I would highly, highly recommend seeking out Erica. She is on Instagram and YouTube at overcome underscore autoimmune. And then she's on Facebook as well at overcome autoimmune. I will link all of those in the show notes so you can get connected with her and that you can begin your journey to holistic healing through food and understanding how everything in the body works because it is just fantastic. So I cannot wait for y'all to hear this conversation. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Erica. Erica Taft, welcome to Your Story Matters podcast. I am so excited to chat with you today. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Our how we met is interesting because we met at your wedding Mm -hmm. and through a mutual friend I was like his date to your wedding and then several years later I'm like hi you have a wonderful story that needs to be told will you come on my podcast and so that is basically (laughs) how we're here today so thank you for social media out there for (laughs) all of it to like connect people 
Um, Cause it's been a, a joy watching your story, even though a joy wasn't the word you'd probably use going through everything that we're going to talk about, but just the fact that you were brave enough to share um, some really hard things in a very difficult time in your life is very inspiring. And so I thank you um, for that. And so we're just going to get started here. Well, thank you so much. It, Yeah, it was a lot sharing, but I did feel like a lot of people needed to know because I feel a lot of people struggle even with little things that can pile up into big things. And so I felt like if they could just hear some tools and, and hear some hope and motivation that they would get through it too. Absolutely. So without further ado, Erica, what is your story? So it started out when I was probably about a teenager and I started developing ulcers and headaches and bowel issues. And then in about 2006, I believe it was, I went from um, a size three to a size 11 in just a matter of a semester. And I was so little that people would tell me like, I'm all skin and bones and I need to gain weight and all of this. And then all of a sudden it like, it packed on extremely fast so much that like an identity shock just, it just occurred. Mm. And I really know what was happening, who I was, what was going on. And so even through that time, I was going through kind of like a toxic relationship and I wanted to switch schools. I thought switching schools would help. So I'm like, all right, let, let's go somewhere else. Well, I went from a tiny school to an extremely large school and I got there and it was so overwhelming for me. I started experiencing extreme anxiety. I was hyperventilating every morning before school. I was unable to stand it so much that we had paper bags on hand because I lost my control to breathe. Mm. And so with suffering with like all of these different migraines, I would go into school. I would have anxiety looking for my classes, unable to open my locker because I never had a lock before. And then under the time of pressure. And so then with my weight on top of this, I was also suffering with depression. And so I literally could not grasp who I was, where I was, what my body was going through, what was going on. I was going to several doctors during that time too, because I was also having a lot of sinus infections. I had so many sinus infections in one year, they had me on seven antibiotics, which of course, later on, I learned it completely destroyed my gut. And so one thing led after another. And so finally, I'm going through class and these teachers are seeing me like put my head on my arm. I was laying my head down because I was having excruciating migraines. The lights were hurting. The sounds were hurting. Like it was so bad. And a teacher finally told me, Erica, if you cannot keep your head off the desk, you need to go home. And so I finally, you know, I went to the doctor's, the nurse's office. They sent me home. I went to the doctor's because you can only skip so many days of right. school without doctor's <laughs> I went to the doctors, they ran all these scans and they're like, okay, Erica, you have IBS, you definitely have migraines, blah, blah, blah. So they put me on medications for anything that they could think of. And these prescribed migraine, this prescribed migraine medicine, I was also taking like Tylenol and stuff on top of that. So that's, that's a lot. That's a lot of drugs going into one little body. 
And so then they were prescribing me prescribed Miralax, prescribed Metamucil and Linzess. And I can't remember all of the different types of bowel formulas they gave me, they prescribed, but they just did not work. Mm -hmm. And the Linzess, it, it worked the first couple of weeks and I was really excited about it. And then all of a sudden it just didn't work. And then they're like, well, up your dose. So I upped my dose. And I became so sick that I was living off laxatives because I wouldn't go to the bathroom for three to five days. And my stomach would protrude so bad that my, my pants wouldn't button. And then, you know, whatever is destroying in your stomach, your, your mind is playing the toll of that because of the neurotransmitters. So on top of being bloated and constipated, I was having the migraines and the depression and the anxiety all because of what was going on in my gut. Uh -huh. it, was, it was never ending catch 22. It was horrible. So I kept going to doctor, 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 doctor. And it became so bad that I started experiencing chronic inflammation in my hands and feet. It was probably the toxin overload that was taking place in my body. So my inflammation got so bad that my hands would hurt so bad. I would have to put them in the freezer or hold something cold. I started my first job. Um, well, it was at Chick-fil-A, but by the time I started Bob Evans in 2009 is when I started ex experiencing the extremely bad mm -hmm. inflammation. So yeah, so by 2009, I had this job and I was working a lot on my feet and serving. Well, when I came home, my feet were like extremely red and swollen and hands extremely red and swollen. And not like your typical, I've been on my feet all day. It was like Flintstone feet. It was very unfortunate. So I would open the freezer and I would just stick my feet in the freezer. One day it was so bad. Like I just opened the door, it was snowing and I stepped outside on um, snow in my bare feet. So my feet could cool down. Like it was it was horrible. And then it came to winter where they couldn't get warm. My hands and feet could not get warm. So I remember just like them turning white and then them turning blue. And it got so bad. Like if I were in a very warm house, but it were cold outside, my hands and feet would still know and they would not get warm. So I was at home at the time and my mother would sit on my feet and she would put like this heating wrap around it. I would stay, sit in front of the fireplace and hold something warm and literally nothing helped. Nothing helped. So I went back to the doctor and they're like, you have Raynaud's disease. And so that's when it first started. So then a few years went by and I was just experiencing more and more symptoms. I became allergic to everything like that you could imagine. I was literally down to five foods. I could eat blueberries, celery, apples, lettuce, and coconut of what I can remember. And that was basically it. And so it got really bad to where when I started dating, I asked my boyfriend who was now, who's now my husband, like, can we do like this liquid fast? Maybe it'll help heal my gut. So we went on this liquid fast where we ate anything pureed, smoothies, juices, um, uh, applesauce, soups, whatever, you name it. If it was pureed, <laughs> mashed potatoes, that was it. Well, it really helped. But then when I started implementing other foods again, mm. it was like it didn't help at all. So it, it was just like a never ending problem. So then I had another job in 2017 and I was a sales assistant and I would go into the office 
I would be so fatigued. In 2016, I actually skipped. I had a bad car accident to where I had a concussion. I blacked out. I had to go through speech therapy and physical therapy. Well, 2017, I thought, okay, well, I have this job. My memory, I'm okay. Well, I guess I didn't know if my memory was fully okay because when I started the job, I couldn't really remember everything. So then they would become extremely impatient with me. And I was experiencing some abuse there at work. Uh, I started getting having to use the restroom a lot. They diagnosed me with diabetes insipidus, where my manager would make fun of me for how many times I was having to use the restroom. I would lay my head down on my lunch break or sleep on the couch instead of eating. And my boss would come in, one of the owners, and he would completely destroy me. And I'm like, I'm on my break. Right. Leave me alone. Get out of my office. <laughs> you know? So it was just getting to the fact where I was having to do more and more. Well, I came across a, like a little bit of holistic healings because I was doing a lot of research on Google and I learned about ozone therapy. Well, it was something that gave you a lot of energy and changed the, the molecules of your oxygen. And so I went in and it helped me so much. I would go into the office. I was remembering I had energy. I could perform my job well. Well, it was inquiring me to go into work a couple times late, a couple times a month. And my boss wasn't having it. So she's like, Erica, this has to stop. Well, when it stopped, things got worse of course. And so by 2017, I was diagnosed with lupus, multiple uh, connective tissue disease, Hashimoto, celiac, the list went on. Um, I started developing psoriasis under my armpits, under my, my breast, um, on my chest. It was, I was experiencing hives all over me. I was like, oh my gosh, I thought at one point I was going to stop breathing. So I told my boss, I'm like, I have to leave right now. I go home. I have hives all over me. I'm freaking out. My sister's like, get in the car. We're going to the hospital. So they take me to the hospital. They give me all of these drugs and steroids and like Benadryl and all of that. Right. So then they put me on prednisone and it was just, oh my gosh, it was never ending. And I finally, you know, I stopped working with them and things, things started calming down a little bit after that because my stress load started slowing down. Um, and then I lost my grandfather, which put me in a whole thing of grief. I got married, things started going bad again. And I came across Bella Vida in 2019 after a lot of studying and research. Um, and actually a little before that I had come across medical medium with the celery juice and the cucumber juice. And it helped a lot. It didn't help everything, but it helped a lot like acne and bloating and edema. So that, that helped. Then in 2019, I came across the Bella Vita. I went and I visited them. It was a 10 day retreat. It was the first time I had ever been exposed mm -hmm. to raw food, living foods, vegetables. I went on a five day juice fast and then a five day raw food. They did cold sheet therapy. They did grounding therapy. We did sauna therapy, contrast showers. It was a whole thing, whole thing. Tons of a wonderful people, wonderful people. I was in a good setting. First few days I had anxiety. Why am I here? Like, what did I do? I'm halfway across the country. Well, actually all the way across the country. <laughs> I went from Ohio to California, something I had never done before, but 
I dropped so much inflammation, so, so much water weight, retention, redness, pain, stomach pain. It was insane. I came home. My parents cried. My husband cried. They're like, you look so different. You look so good. Blah, blah, blah. I can see a difference. And that was really what opened my mind and my heart to the power of food and what God has given us to heal our body almost instantly. Like I was there for 10 days and it played a huge, huge role. And so then in 2020, by that, well, through those years, through that year, I started learning about different doctors, different um, like Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn and Colin Campbell and Brooke Goldner and Michael Greger. And I fell in love with these doctors. And in 2020, I thought I'm going to adopt Dr. Goldner's plan. By this time, I had a full protocol in line. My inflammation was down so, 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 so much. Um, my blood results were almost beautiful, almost normal. And I adopted the Dr. Brooke Goldner protocol. Well, this, you had to be on a raw diet again, 42 days. And at this time I was like in love and addicted to sweet potatoes in love. So sweet potatoes and coconut oil were my thing. So I told my mom, I was like, oh, well, you know, there's this huge chance that I could fully reverse my autoimmune disease. I, I you know, like, but the problem is I would no. have to get rid of my sweet potatoes. Oh, that's the work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And so my mother was like, Erica, you can reverse your autoimmune disease if you get rid of sweet potatoes, like get rid of the sweet potatoes. So I went fully raw. I adopted these pounded greens a day and all of this, like what her protocol consists of. And my doctor ran my blood work without me knowing it, found out I, she ran the ANA, came back, inflammation markers, completely normal, ANA, completely normal. My, I mean, like everything. I was like, in first I was in shock. And then Kyle, my husband, he's like, Erica, like you, this is exciting. You know, this is good. And so then I just started crying. <laughs> and I was like, okay, let's go tell my parents and like oh all that. Gosh. So it's a whole thing. <laughs> so then present day, still on the raw diet. Yeah. So unfortunately, I don't really know what happened late 21. Now I did incorporate other foods. Like I started eating some processed foods, some chocolate and coffee and things like that. Late 21 or no, late 20 came around and I started losing more and more weight and I didn't really realize it because it was COVID. And so I was in sweats all the time. Well, I went to go put on my jeans <gasps> and they did not touch my hips. And I was like, I went in the other room. I was like, Kyle, what happened? He's like, oh my gosh. Like, I mean, like it was that, it was that fast. It was that fast. So late 21 or no, uh, May 21, I reached my lowest weight and that was 79 pounds. And my ANA did go back to positive. I found that out later. However, I also knew that I was extremely high, extremely high in mold toxicity, that my doctor said, Erica, you need to go to somebody better than I am who understands this more because I don't understand this enough to help you and you need help immediately. Like this, this could kill you. And so I'm not exactly sure if it were my 
uh, mold, if it was the mold toxicity in my body, I don't know if it was the autoimmune trying to come back and overtake me because in 2017, I actually don't know if I mentioned this, I was given a prognosis wow. of six to 10 years left to live. And so when that came around and I became so weak, I couldn't climb the stairs. I lost so much weight. I could feel the bumps on the back of my head and it hurt when I laid my head down on a pillow and I thought it was a tumor. I started crying. I was like, oh my gosh, like, do I have cancer? Like, I really, I was so scared. I didn't know what to expect. My husband felt it. And then my friend felt it. And she's like, you have to go to the hospital. They have to run scans, blah, blah, blah. And then the doctor's like, oh, no, this is just the, the back of your, <laughs> of, your <laughs> of your skull, your vertebrae. I was like, oh, yeah, really. Okay. Well, Under those circumstances, you know. but like, shush. Right. Right. Because when you're like that, you really don't know. And you see all these other people suffering. Then you're like, oh my gosh, am I in their boat? Like, is that happening to me? What's going on? Wow. And so, yeah, that was the whole thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I guess so, so to com complete that story. So then I continued on that raw diet though, because I just, I felt that that's what God wanted me to do. And people, my aunt, she was like, well, you should come to my house. I'll just give you fried chicken <laughs> and beans and potatoes and you'll be fine. Cause I met her up at the, at the, um, airport when I was actually going to Florida and she sees me <laughs> she's like oh my gosh so I'm like no it's not that kind so I just continued on with what I was doing and I came across actually like this coconut cleanse so I started incorporating coconut oil uh, to heal my gut and it actually was giving me a lot of energy like I felt fantastic I was eating coconuts by the by the groves I was in Florida temporarily at this time and I was drinking a lot of coconut water and so then at one point I just felt like, okay, it's time to start implementing fruit. And so I started implementing more fruit because before I couldn't tolerate it, I would flare extremely bad. The oh. only thing I could tolerate were vegetables. That was it. That was it. And, um, yeah. And so my, my flares were uncontrollable. And so finally I started incorporating fruit and nothing was happening. And so I just continued to increase and increase and increase. And, um, I started gaining all of my weight back and I started noticing an increase by June. So I hit my lowest in May. And then by June, I started noticing weight gain coming back by July or end of June. We came back to Ohio. We were stationed in Florida from February to end of June and, um, by a friend, it was a huge blessing, a whole nother story in itself, <laughs> huge blessing, but it, it did save my life. It really did. And so when we came back, the weight just continued to come on and I started eating like, like ice creams and chips and things like that. And I could, I can eat whatever I want now. <laughs> I can. And now it, though, it's like, oh gosh, now I have, I got to be careful, you know, because right. I don't want things to get out of control again, but yeah, you got to right, be exactly. careful with what they, they So do. I remember, because I follow you on Instagram and I remember the video when it was, I reversed every single thing. And I think I had chills for like a full 24 hours after that. Yeah. So I was like, holy crap. Um, Cause you were very honest about putting your face on social media. And so you could see over time when you were at your lowest skin and bones. And then when you put the weight back on. And so uh, you've taught me things that I don't even know yet, but just to see, like, Aww. I can't even imagine how scared and how terrifying everything was from already having anxiety, depression, 
to now nothing is working. I'm on all these meds. The doctors, you know, know me by name and everything. So we're on a first name basis. And then to go down this journey mm-hmm. of only eating vegetables, which is everyone's favorite food, of course. You know what I mean? But it's like, that's mm-hmm. your life, right? Of course. And then like, oh my gosh, like I knew this story, but like, I didn't know this story. But let's go back a tiny bit. Initial thoughts and feelings as we are in and out of hospitals. Like what was... I don't, did you have any hope? Like, what was your goal? Did you have anything to be like, I'm going to beat this? Or it's like, this is going to overtake me. And I'm probably sure there was both of those extreme thoughts. But kind of what was the inner dialogue in, you know, the the mid 2000s on up? I was getting so frustrated with doctors in the beginning because they couldn't find out what was wrong with me. Many of them said it was in your head because it was something that they couldn't see. Autoimmune disease wasn't popular. It wasn't studied very well. It wasn't very much diagnosed. So a lot of people really didn't know about it. And so the doctors just refused to believe anything. They knew I was constipated. They they believed my migraines. They knew I had sinus infections because I talked like a duck. <laughs> and so it was like, you know, but I became I became so frustrated. Like, will you please help me? And so at that time, I really didn't understand that there was another path. And so I was just really frustrated and I felt mm. down like nobody believed me. And uh, when I developed the allergies, my family mm. started not believing. And that became a whole thing where then I became extremely hurt and it felt like my whole world was just going to be a world of disbelief. Like nobody's going to believe me and love me and support me and help me and help me get through this. And so then when it it progressed to finding a diagnosis, I was actually, I was happy. I was actually happy. Because then I'm like, oh my gosh, I knew there was something. And now you believe me, thank God, because now you can help me. Now we we can come up yeah. with a resolution. So then they gave me these medications. And I was also diagnosed. I didn't mention this either. So the weight gain was obviously with the Hashimoto's, but it was mm-hmm. also PCOS through that time. And I was given birth control. Well, it was doing absolutely nothing for me. I was hyperventilating. I was sweating. I broke out into a lot of acne and I started retaining a lot of water. My jeans wouldn't like button. I couldn't put my rings on. And I had these rages. Like I would rage. I am a very sweet, humble person. Like, so when I was raging, I knew Mm -hmm. something was wrong because I'm very like, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm not like this whole right, right. Like, really quiet person <laughs> or anything, yeah. but you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I'm not like aggressive. And so when the aggression started, I was like, this is, this is not, this is not good. So they, they changed my medication and the same thing happened. And so I was like, you know what, this, I'm never touching this again. I, I'm never touching this again. And through that time too, then it kind of started is there another way? Is there another way besides medication? Uh, so when I was starting to look for different things to heal my gut on YouTube and constipation, I 
found out through YouTube, you need to eat bananas, oranges, and grapefruits. Like, duh, like, of course that's obvious. But to me, it wasn't obvious because I wasn't exposed to that. I was living on fast food and milkshakes and French fries and venti mm-hmm. cappuccinos from Starbucks. So it wasn't, a, yeah. it wasn't obvious to me. So when I started incorporating these and I started feeling a little bit of a difference and then they're like, okay, you need to work to exercise, to get that mobility going in your gut. And so I'm like, oh, okay, I I need to move more. So I started walking more and trying to do some cardio and that, that helped a lot. And so then in 2012, I heard about all of these different people going on fasts and I'm like, oh, great. I'll do a fast. Well, then I came across the Daniels fast. What is this? And it was everything derived from seed, everything God's food. You know, we have so many man-made foods. Well, everything man touches is just, it just destroys, right? (laughs) Anything man touches, it's basically (laughs) corrupt. So we have Oreos, we have Doritos, we have all of this. But when we really start eating God food, God's food, God's herbs and fruits and vegetables, they have so many healing powers that when I was, it, it was in 2012, and I, I adopted this whole Daniel's fast. I lost a lot of weight, but I also, my face cleared up. My bloating calmed down. I had so much energy in 21 days. And it was like that, that too was extremely eye-opening for me that food holds healing power. And it's, it wasn't only healing power, it was God's healing power. Like there's a reason he gave us these foods for times like this. Like he, he knew we would need something. And so one thing just led to another of expanding my exploration and my discoveries. And so when it came down to being diagnosed with multiple things with a rheumatologist and given that prognosis at the same time, and he was like, Erica, you are a high watch patient. If you do not take this medication, you have the probability of living six to 10 years. And so I like looked, my father was in that doctor's appointment with me and I just felt crushed. I felt hopeless. I felt defeated. I felt like God gave up on me. I felt like he was like, okay, Erica, this is it. This is where I drop you off. And I was crushed. I went home. I was depressed for two weeks and I really didn't know how to feel. I felt so lost because still at this point, nobody believes me of my allergies or anything this point, the doctors now are giving me this prognosis saying, basically, they can't help me. The medication they wanted to give me had so many side effects. Uh, They wanted me to come in for like hearing tests and visual tests and bone density tests and sugar tests and like all of these things they would have to monitor. And I'm like, why would I take medication if it were, if it would in- enable me to be in the doctor's office way right. more than I already am, as it is, I'm living here. As it is, all my free time I spend right. at the doctor's office. Hmm. Why would I do that? They said it could disable my legs, like it could make it really hard to walk. I wouldn't be able to conceive because it would cause blood clots and miscarriages and all of this stuff. And I'm like, what kind of medication do you think you're giving me? This isn't going to help me. Mm. This is only going to hurt me. So after like just mind focusing on that, I thought, God, 
I know, I know that you love me. I know that you have a story for me. I know that you have a purpose for me. And I know that there is a reason that I am on this earth. I want to marry the man that I'm in love with. I want to have children. I want to be active. I want to love people. I want to be here. And so that's what really just turned my depression into a fire, into this raging fire of determination. And I was not going to stop mm. until I was healed. Wow. Such an inspiration to know that we have to sometimes reach those dark moments and then have a one-on-one -on -one with Jesus and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm not here to suffer like this without there being purpose behind it. So as we're incorporating all of the right. uh, this raw diet, how much of a shocker was it to just have lettuce and blueberries and carrots? And like, did you feel sustained? Because as soon as people say raw diets, I'm like, how are you full? Are you eating every five minutes? Because I can eat a salad and then two hours later, you know, eat a steak dinner. Because I'm like, I'm not full. So how was the transition from right processed foods to raw? And how did how did that at least in your psyche, we know how it helped your body, but in your brain, you're like, God could just make this oh, yeah. carrot taste like a, a whatever. <laughs> like a snicker bar. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Honestly, I would go out to eat and I would eat a salad. I would look at other people's steak and I'm like, you know what? I have a, a reason I'm doing what I'm doing. And I, there were times where I cried over what other people were eating mm -hmm. because I had to sacrifice that. But I knew that my life depended on it. And so, yeah, I would go, I was hungry. And so I would have to eat tons and tons and tons more because two, they're so low in calorie that you are allowed to eat that much more. And it, and honestly, it's kind of great because especially for me, I like to eat a lot. Like that's just one thing. Yeah. So when you have, you know, when you want to crunch on a lot of vegetables and eat these ginormous salads and it takes you an hour to finish, it's like, that's, that's kind of good when you, when you're on the other side of it and you're like, well, I could have finished that steak dinner in about 20 minutes right. with that potato, you know? <laughs> and so now what do I want? Okay. Well now I'm not done eating. I'm not done chewing on things. Now what's next, yeah. you know? And unfortunately that's what starts the whole ball of just unhealthy eating, now with the fruits and vegetables, the fruits helped me stay fuller longer. Mm -hmm. And they also helped me maintain a better clarity, better happiness in my mind. I was more joyful with fruits. My nervous system healed with fruits. Fruits were very healing, definitely. Electrolytes, everything. But I wasn't there yet. Like I, I couldn't eat those. So I had to eat more vegetables. Now with that, I did enjoy that. I really did end up enjoying those. In the beginning, I, I didn't. It was a little hard for me when I went to Bella Vida and they're like, okay, Erica, well, you have to give up your goat cheese. You have to give up your salmon. You have to give up all of this in order to eat. I'm like, are you serious? Like not even goat cheese. Goat cheese is healthy, <laughs> right? Like that, that's what we're taught. So I'm like, there's no way. Um, but Bella Vida really did do a whole eye-opening for me because I learned how food does, it just affects the body. It really does. And so I just made an agreement with myself and with God, God, I give you these foods and I'm not going to touch these anymore. And I know that they're causing inflammation. I know they're causing me constipation. I know they're causing me migraines and flares. And I just, I give these to you, God, 
I give them to you. And when I did that, when I surrendered those foods, it was a lot easier to adopt the lifestyle that I needed to. It did take some time for me to be around other food, eating other, other people eating other foods. Like it, it just did. But now, like I have no desire for their food at all. Like I don't have cravings for their food. I don't desire their food. I don't look at it as food anymore. Like, you know, you're not, you're going to look at your phone and you're not going to think, oh, I'm going to eat this phone. You know, it's, it's kind of the same way I look at a burger. Like I'm just not going to eat it. It's not edible to me. Mm. Um, and so it, it was hard, but I got there and it was, it was good. Yeah. And now it is good. Yeah. <laughs> what is one of the most surprising things you learned about a raw diet? probably the way that it cleans the the blood. Mm. Uh, it definitely cleans the blood and it provide it provides you clarity in a sense in a way that you cannot get clarity. Uh, now I did incorporate cooked foods again on and off during my journey. I wasn't raw the whole time, but I will tell you when I went back to eating cooked food, it was harder to get up in the morning. I just wanted to stay in bed and cuddle a little bit. Um, so that was like one thing. And then after I ate dinner with cooked food, I just wanted to sit and watch some TV and cuddle. And it's not that it was a bad thing. It wasn't that cooked food was bad. It was just making me feel more cozy and not really wanting to do much. Now, when I started eating the raw food, I started getting up a lot easier. I had way more energy, way less inflammation, way more clarity. Uh, now when I go on like a juice fast, yeah, you would not even believe the way you start seeing things like the sky is bluer, mm. the trees are greener. You can hear God's voice in everything, your dreams. You, God gives you so many dreams. Like it's absurd. Now the, the raw diet will basically almost do that, you know? So it's, it's just so lively. And it's just, it is, it's incredible. And if you think about it too, penicillin didn't exist. Ibuprofen didn't exist, you know, right. At any point what they've been around, yeah. not even a hundred years, right. Or maybe a little bit over, mm -hmm. but people had to have used food for medicine or else we wouldn't be here. Do you know what I mean? Right. And so it's just amazing to know that yes, do burgers and French fries taste amazing. They sure do. Will they be in heaven? probably, and they're going to be just how we've always wanted them to be. You know what I mean? But <laughs> to know that, because I know a lot of people have so many issues with food, with mm -hmm. just how we approach food, what, how do we use it? Do we nourish ourselves or do we torture ourselves? And so sometimes right. for me, like, yeah, I will eat the Oreos because I feel the need to punish myself, which is not right. good. And so right. I have an interesting list of allergies and it's like, yes, could I eat that cheese and possibly be okay? Yeah, but it's also uh, inflammatory for my body. So that's the hard thing too, because sometimes I won't feel stuff automatically, mm -hmm. but you can also, you know, you don't, like, as you said, like you can surrender because you know, it's not for you right now. And that might be a short time. That might be an extended time, but knowing that food is meant to help certainly changes the narrative of yeah what people love nature gardening like not everyone has a green thumb but there's something about looking at natural food that just mm -hmm. raises your endorphins I just might do uh, exactly. I mean, it's like just I, I can look at salads and I, I feel happier 
And knowing that food can have such an effect on even emotional health. uh, Absolutely. bringing, Bringing clarity. So for someone who wants to start eating better, maybe raw dieting is a little bit to the extreme, just depending on what the needs are. So how would Uh you suggest to start? What is the, what's the starting point for wanting to do a little better? Yeah, absolutely. I would first start out, like if you're eating dinner and you are thinking of sides, I would start with the side salad, like just incorporate your side salad. If you're starting your breakfast and you're like, okay, well, I want these pancakes. Well, before you eat the pancakes, maybe eat an apple, maybe eat two apples, maybe eat a bowl of blueberries and a bowl of fruit, and then go on to your pancakes. At lunch, if you're needing something to eat, maybe do a a big smoothie with something else you're eating. So with your smoothie, do like blueberries and spinach. A lot of people don't know you can't really taste spinach in a smoothie. It's actually sweet and it, it actually tastes really good. So you can sneak greens in a spinach smoothie. So those little things will really add up. If you incorporate your favorite juices too, like with me, a especially in 2021, I couldn't get enough calories. I didn't have enough carbs because I wasn't eating fruit. I wasn't eating anything else like that. So I was really reliant on juicy. So I would incorporate my favorite juice. And it's a very powerful, potent healing juice is carrot juice. There's a lot for your skin, your eyes, your liver, your blood. And so I was incorporating that every day. And so even that with your lunch, like a big salad or your sandwich or whatever you're eating, like those little things can really add up. And you got to ask yourself, like, there is like, like you said, you know, it's because you're like, if you torture yourself, but really you need to ask yourself, like, what do I deserve? Mm. I, I, what do, what do I deserve? And so when you put that question, do I deserve this apple? Do I deserve this mango? Do I deserve this watermelon? You're going to be like, yeah, that sounds hydrating. That sounds great. That's going to make my my brain happy. It's going to make my nervous system happy. It's going to make my bowels happy. And when you ask like the snicker, like, do I deserve this? Is this going to make me happy? Well, it might make you temporarily happy. You know, it might give you that rush of dopamine, but it's not really going to settle with you well later. And so when you think of it that way, you're actually doing yourself harm. Mm. And we don't deserve harm. We don't deserve to punish ourselves. We don't deserve to abuse ourselves when we can love ourselves. And I think that comes with a whole nother thing. When you're feeling like you're being constantly abused in your life, like I was abused very bad at work. I was abused very much through relationships that I was in. When you feel like you're being abused, you feel like that's what you deserve. Mm-hmm. And so that was that was also something for me. Like when I was feeling that way, oh, I deserve this chocolate chip cookie. I deserve this foo-foo coffee. I deserve these pancakes with all of the syrup and sugar. Like I deserve this. But in retrospect, that's not the mindset. And we, if we can switch that to saying, you know what, I've been abused, I've been in a bad situation. So how can I love myself more than that? What can I do to start implementing that self-care and that self-love? 
And that one thing is something that you put in your mouth. You know, that, that is love. Mm -hmm. And so if you can start doing those little things, like, you know what, I'm going to eat a mango today instead of French toast. And I'm going to eat the mango with blueberries and apples and oranges I'm going to make this huge fruit bowl and I'm going to put walnuts on it or whatever whatever it may be for you that you like then those little changes start adding up so let's say you start with breakfast for a raw dinner a raw breakfast and you're only eating a a massive amounts of fruit and then you eat whatever you want for lunch and dinner for the first week and then the second week you do that and then the third week you thought okay well now I'm going to start doing half of a lunch And then the next week, okay, now I'm going to do breakfast and lunch. And you start incorporating that and you slowly work your way in. And then you start thinking, okay, well, plant-based for dinner, I'm going to eat lentils and legumes and potatoes and green beans and corn and then a side salad. And, you know, I'm going to top it up with toppings and lettuce, um, like onion and mushrooms or whatever. Yeah. And so- these little things really do add up in your body. You will notice a change in your body and a shift in your energy. And when that happens, you're like, yes, like this is what I deserve. And you'll start seeing interests in places in your life. Like you didn't before Mm -hmm. you're like, Oh, I have enough energy now to do this. Or now I can clean my house. Now I can show my children extra love because I'm showing myself love. Now I can give extra love to my husband because I'm feeling extra loved those little things yeah that is so great and what a wonderful like start start small because everyone's like we need to go real big real fast no you don't you know blueberries for breakfast everything that you just said adding something because again they say you know add more color in your life with what you wear what you look at and even what you eat um, and yeah. there's so much beautifulness in raw food to add something into it that is not very hard to do you just have to find what right. you like and stick with it and I love that so now you are a holistic nutritionalist how did that come about we know how it came about but then how did it come about (laughs) (laughs) yeah so after coming back from Bella Vida and reversing my ANA in 2020 I, I was in love I was hooked I wanted the world to know about it I was almost cramming it down my family's throat. This is what you need to do. You you can't die on me. You have to live forever. Everybody eat this way. So when I when I felt that way, when I felt that passionate, I started researching, okay, how can I become certified? What do I need to do? And I came across this certification and I jumped on it and it took me six months to complete, but it helped me learn a lot. I already knew a lot from all the books that I read and the doctors that I, I listened to. I was in love with so many lectures. Like I could not stop listening to lectures. I loved it. And so then it was just born and I became a holistic nutritionist. And then I started taking clients on and I, I love it. I absolutely love it. So for those interested in a holistic nutritionist type way, kind of what, if someone comes to you, kind of what do you start talking about? And then how do you lead them through uh, a nutritional journey? Just kind of a a bird's eye view for that. Yeah. So we would really dial into your why, like, why do you want to do this? What, what are you going through? What's going on? What are your diagnoses? And then we would really touch on the spiritual aspect of things. Okay, like let's let's dial in on these things to get you to where you need to be. 
Then we talk about the whole meal plan and things that they can start implementing or supplements that they need to maybe implement if they're not getting enough through food, sleeping habits, all that goes in, mind, body, spirit. And so we just break that down and I put that in a personalized protocol for each person. And then I nail that to them to where that they can start working on that and implementing that healing in their life. Mm, That is so good. So what would be another piece of advice or encouragement for someone to start loving themselves again, even through food, where it might've been an interesting relationship with food in the past? What would you say is like one of the first steps to love yourself again through food? Honestly, I know this might not even sound reasonable, uh, logical, but it would honestly be finding yourself through God because we all know that God is love, right? And so when we start tapping into that and we start tapping into God, God starts tapping into us. And all of a sudden his love is taking place in us. Now we have to really, really dial in Uh, what God's love is. And we have to know and accept that that banishes fear because two, we have a fear when it comes to choosing food. It's unintentional. We don't realize it. We don't realize what we're doing, but there is a fear, fear of failure, fear of not being able to succeed and keep a healthy lifestyle fear of what other people are going to think, fear of losing relationships, fear of missing out on my favorite foods, because that's a comforting thing to me. So when we dial in on God and knowing who he is and how he banishes those fears and those addictions, because what we re- we don't realize too is that many things that we eat are because of, of addictions. Mm. And because of habits and how do we get out of habits, bad habits? We start implementing new habits. How do we get rid of addictions? We start, we, we start praying against those. We start giving them away. God, I'm addicted to this peanut butter. Let's just say, I mean, like peanut butter. Is it really that bad though? (laughs) Right, right. So let me, (laughs) we can use peanut butter. That's fine. (laughs) Well, please Doritos. So God, I know that I shouldn't be eating these Doritos, but I'm going to give these to you. I'm addicted to these. I eat a bag a day, but I'm going to give these to you because I know that this isn't doing me justice. And I know that this isn't going to help fulfill the plan that you have for me. And so I think tapping into that love and unfortunately what's coming around now, what's very popular is like this new age way of thinking like self, self, self love, self love, self care, self yoga, self meditation, self manifestation, self like all these chakras and breathing and and it's not like that. Oh, these healing modalities can you know they oh we shouldn't breathe, we shouldn't do deep breathing, we shouldn't stretch. It's, it's not like that. It's not that's not what I'm saying. But when it comes to self reliance, you are not strong enough and big enough to create love, right? Especially if you're without love and you don't have love, how do you, how do you create love? Mm -hmm. So I think a big deception right now is everybody puts so much pressure on yourself. 
you don't have to do this alone. You don't have to do this by yourself. And so when you start incorporating new habits and, you know, new loves and new ways of thinking, ask God to help you. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you and just start little. Start with a bite of apple. And if you eat a bite of apple, you'll probably eat another bite of apple. And if you eat a bite of a banana, chances are you're going to eat more than a bite of a banana. And so just start there and see yourself work up. Is there anything that we haven't said that you'd like to? When it comes to juicing or like smoothies and things, if you add lemon, lime, and apple, you can basically make anything bad taste good. Mm. <laughs> lemon, lime, and apple. There you go. We should yeah. have that on a yeah. shirt. I see yeah. stickers. I see t-shirts. <laughs> lemons, limes, and apples. I see a whole that's, thing. That actually, that's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> You don't need to pay me any royalties. It's just my <laughs> gift to you. Of an you idea. Go thank and run you. with it. Um, Erica, <laughs> thank you so much for today. This has been amazing. And this episode actually will come out on Valentine's Day on Wednesday. Aww, and so fun. the fact that we're talking about love in a different kind of way, because everyone is always just lovey-dovey or Galentine's or all those things. And it's all beautiful. But there is such a a nice coming home moment with like loving him because he first loved us absolutely and then learning how to love your body through food in a month that sells more chocolate than probably easter or maybe they're whatever yeah but i think this is great this is a wonderful perspective on how food can be healing and how not through all of your own strength but through your strength and and several other things coupling with you can really start to change the story and the narrative and give yourself 60 years as opposed to six years because you've taken the time to care about yourself. Mm -hmm. And so what a great and wonderful message and reminder that we can, we can do all of those. Thank you so so much. Thank you. you. It was wonderful talking with you. It was wonderful being on your show. Thank you so, so much. Thanks for listening. In the show notes, you'll find all the ways to connect with me and join my newsletter. The newsletter is filled with stories I don't share anywhere else, so you can be the first to learn of new changes, exciting additions, and more. I would love to invite you to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen, rate it, and leave a review for others to see so they can begin their journey in discovering their story matters. Until the next episode.